On this week's episode, we talk all about cooking. We talk about our journeys cooking and baking and what that's like with low vision. So stick around. Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two best friends with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. I thought that you were saying the tagline wrong, and I forgot that we changed it. <laughs> I know. Well, guys, we've been on hi- hiatus for a few weeks. We we did this last January as well, just going from season three to season four. So welcome season to season four. four. Oh my gosh. But it's it's just, it's so good to be back. I really miss the pod when we are away. Oh, I know. And I miss you. I miss you too. Uh, how have you been though? Let the listeners know how the last few weeks while we've been gone have gone well, for you. Well, so we did our New Year's episode. We recorded it like mid-December and then... We each had Christmas and New Year's, and we are now back. It's like mid-January now, and oh, girl, girl. I spent Christmas with my parents. It was really nice, Loki. It was very cold. It snowed. It was Mm, negative seven degrees. Yes. Mm. Um, But then we did a very, uh, you know, like I had said in the New Year's episode, it was a very whiplashy year. We uh, made a very whiplashy move of weather, and we went to Puerto Rico, <laughs> where it was 80 degrees every day. So yes. <laughs> that was yes. great. We visited family and, and ate a lot of food um, and celebrated the new year and Three Kings Day. And now I'm back, and I have to clean my house, girl. <laughs> How are mm, you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a great trip. Glad to have you back. Um, I've been good, had a very great holiday season, low-key Christmas and New Year, just been kind of going into the mm. new year. I had to let our listeners know that I recently had an audio description fail. And Ooh, so, do tell. Know, those things, they never stop happening. Well, I texted Cass <sighs> in the moment. I went to go see <laughs> Avatar. It's like the way of water is the tagline, I, I think, think so. uh, the new Avatar movie with my friend and... I'm sitting in during the previews and it's like it's already going and it's uh, the audio description is already like you can tell it's like pretty far into the film as far as I could tell and I was like this cannot be right so I had to get up and the man was like oh I put you in the wrong theater I like he did the wrong theater you know and so they have to give you your correct theater he did not and it ended up being fine but I was just laughing and I had to tell the listeners of course oh my gosh that kind of thing man I don't know if I've ever had that happen. That's a new one. We got to add that one to our, our repertoire oh, you have of had, audio you description have, fails. I was going to say, you have had fails, though. Like I have clear. had fails. Yes, yes. yes. And, and y'all should listen to our audio description episode. I thought oh, yeah. I thought it was fun, but like... It was. It I've was. never had that specific fail. Right, right. <laughs> it was very It was very strange. And, but, but how was you know the what? description otherwise? wonderful i would not i quite literally would not have understood the film without oh, wow the description yeah i remember from the first one oh my gosh girl was it like now like 12 13 years ago <laughs> i yeah i think it was 2008 oh geez Ouch. either eight or nine okay. i think eight yeah eight or nine yeah it's Ouch. been a hot minute 
But I remember seeing uh, that in the theater as well without audio description. Yeah, well, I remember there was a, there. I mean, and and in Disney World and uh, now Animal Kingdom, they have the whole Pandora section, and so much of it is like really like beautiful, unique visuals, and there's a lot of like silent moments with music and like yes. pretty vistas, and I'm like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> must yeah. be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm glad it, it ended up working. I just, you know, I know only the pod listeners will understand my struggle. Well, oh. those of you who are visually impaired. Some of you listening are not, but a lot of True. people. So, there True. You go. True. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl. Girl. It is January. Yeah, and it is. Do you have any, actually, you know what? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I feel like we talked about this last January. We did. Did we not talk about it on the last episode? I don't know if we did. I think we were talking about just kind of what we hoped for. The next, okay, the, okay. The we can, year. yeah. We can real quick go through some resolutions. I did make resolutions. I think they're on my phone. But off the top of my head, I'll share a few. I think some resolutions are a little more personal, maybe. But sure, sure. Um, a few resolutions. I'm not going to get too much into detail about this. I might if I start doing it. But I, one of my resolutions, I have a vision board. So, one of the things on my that. vision board is volunteer. I want to volunteer some this year, and I will so share good. if I if I do. I will share that. Um, I also uh, one of my resolutions is to graduate Braille transcribing school that I'm Woo! in. Um, I I hope I can graduate in this calendar year. Um, let's see what else is on my vision board. Um, I think another, uh, one of the like kind of more abstract resolutions I have that I said on the last episode is to kind of just be unapologetically me, to use yes, my cane, girl. to do all that. Um, I would like to read a lot more. I've, I've been reading a crap ton, like just in the last week, but I go through Ugh, phases. So like I, I always joke that I'm either reading like three books a week or not at all, and there's no in between. <laughs> but um, but it's kind of like you with gaming. Like I feel. Like oh you yeah. Oh yeah. I go streak. through series like seasons um, where I like just play so yeah. much and then just yeah. drop it. But I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to not make it seasons. <laughs> I'm trying to like make it a if you make it a habit. Habit. Because I do. Yeah. I I enjoy it so much. It is so good for my mental health that when I'm doing it, I love it. It's just the act of getting me to do it. So like yeah. that's kind that is a resolution for me is like making reading time an actual habit because I not because I feel like oh I need to read this many books but because I it genuinely helps my mental it calms me down like I I love to read. So uh, yeah. that was another one. But yeah, I I want to ask you your goals, but before that, I do want to tell the listeners. I feel like this is a little all over the place. Well, no, say your goals <laughs> and then I have one more announcement okay. before we actually get okay. started with the Well, episode. actually, so one of my resolutions I was thinking about Actually, within the past couple of days, since, like, getting back, I, I got back, like, earlier this week from um, being having been in Puerto Rico. So I feel like my New Year's sort of, it feels like it's starting now. Yes, um, yes. But, like, uh, you know, trying to, like, I, I like to clean in the winter. And one thing that has come up while I've been doing that is I want to waste less food I want to try and be better about that and like it's not like I waste a ton of food like I do try to make things go longer and you know I I I compost I've talked about that before I'm really passionate about that but like yeah ultimately it's better if you don't even need to compost it at all obviously like I'm never not gonna do that but like Mm -hmm. 
I I just there's so many things that like I'll buy and then put in the fridge or the freezer and just let die. Especially my freezer. Yeah. The freezer is where food goes to die. And so yeah. like <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to like make more effective and efficient use of my freezer. Like just today I I had some stale bread in the fridge, totally fine, not moldy at all, but just like stale and old. Yeah. And I made like a bread pudding out of it, but it was so much food that I had to freeze half of it and I really do want to go and finish that in a couple weeks I don't want to just let it exist in the freezer for like months and months to come so like I'm trying to use the ends of things and not just like take the easy way out and just throw it in the compost or even the garbage like ugh okay I just it makes you it makes me feel better, but seriously, like it's kind of a lot of work to think about yeah, it is. different ways to use the ends of ingredients. So, like, I think that that would be a nice thing to to try this year. We'll see. I love that, and I try to be cognizant of that too. It's hard because we both live it's alone. Hard. It's yeah. very hard when you don't have a whole family eating a loaf of bread or whatever. Like, yes. it's hard to make a loaf go all the way. So, no, I I try to think of that as well. So, that's do you have any more, or is that your main one you can think of right now? That's one that I that have come to right now. That's a good then, one. Yeah. Thanks. I think the other thing is like be be more like I don't know. Be more involved in cleaning those things that you. I feel like I only end up doing them once a year, but you're actually supposed to do them every three months, like cleaning yeah. the vacuum filters and yeah, yeah, cleaning yeah. the blinds and the windows yeah. and chores that aren't like routine chores. I'm trying right. to incorporate more of those into my life so that my place yeah. is less dusty. No, that's actually very a very good one, too. Um, the only other quick announcement I wanted to make before we move on to the topic here is, <laughs> so if any of you have been following, we need like a segment for this, Case and Cass's Cartoon Watch. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you care, um, if you're like an OG listener, you know that Cass and I watch cartoons together. Um, well, we, we basically, we watch TV shows together, but they just all happen to have been cartoons so far. Right. They're not like wanted... on purpose cartoons. They it just yes. so far it's worked that way. <laughs> we wanted to update all of you that our newest endeavor, our newest watch is the Owl House, brought Whoa. to you by the Disney Plus. Um, and so that has been really fun. We're already on season two, believe it or not. Wow. Um, yeah, we started this is our first like time announcing. I wanna say mid December. December or like the third week of December like right around Mm -hmm. the time that we were going to be recording the last episode um but it it's been pretty good honestly I and it this is the first time that we're watching a show that neither of us have seen before yeah that's true that's so the shows that we've watched before I think we've both seen all of them and yes. a lot of the ones we've got a list running you guys we've got a list we have a, and we also have a running list of ones that we want to watch next we have like five yes. more so so stay tuned for case and cast's right. cartoon adventure we will keep you updated but we'll let you know how it's the been fun it's been fun and it's it's nice because it is another like regular besides the pod and besides like sending each other just random memos about our lives like it's another regular way that we get to like communicate and try to be right. intentional about our long distance friendship right exactly exactly but it's a lot of fun yes it is okay okay girl so cooking 
Cooking. 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 Yes, this episode is all about cooking. We we think like not only cook not wow I, I my brain just <laughs> went out it just died. <laughs> Sometimes the words don't come. Not only is cooking like it. a fun topic to talk about with anyone, but also as low vision people, it comes with its own mm. different challenges and different things. And it's definitely not impossible, but it's it's absolutely something we could talk about for a long time. And yes. we have a lot of different things we want to say, but let's start with kind of like our childhood and into adulthood, our journey. Like, Cass, sum up for me in okay. as short or as long as you want. It can, you know, your entire <laughs> like cooking timeline of your life. Like, when were you first introduced to cooking? Uh, let me say real quick before though, Cass is more of an experienced cook that I am and she also likes cooking a little more than me I've gotten into it more recently and I do like it but it's not like a as much of a hobby for me as it is for her but so that's that's a good thing though because on this episode you can get both perspectives of someone who like enjoys it more so anyway yeah and right and like full disclosure like I understand not everyone is a cook and not everyone likes cooking but I would love to chat if you are someone who doesn't like to cook, whether you are low vision or not, I would definitely challenge you to start small and try to build up Mm -hmm. just because I think a lot of people and I think maybe you could speak to this case as someone who didn't really like cooking for a long time. um, I think a lot of people are either have a lot of fears about cooking or also maybe just haven't seen a way that they can enjoy cooking and only just Mm -hmm. see it as like a chore that like well I gotta eat and takeout is expensive and not that good for you so like might as well just like cook something quick um but I would I would love for people to find at least a few recipes where they really feel like ah this was just fun and I got a really good meal yep yeah absolutely but okay so growing up my um, my grandma always liked to cook a lot. My grandma was from, uh, both of my, my parents are from Puerto Rico. So whenever, uh, but like my, my grandma was always like very involved in the kitchen and kind of passed that to my mom. Um, and my mom is a really good cook. I'm really glad to say that. I feel like growing up with a mom that was a really good cook, you like, take that for granted because not everyone is. And so, um, <laughs> But, like, she, from a really early age, got my brother and I, like, involved in the kitchen. And I remember, um, I remember the first thing I made that I felt like, like, I felt like I was cooking was, I was really young. Mm -hmm. I was, like, probably five and I made, like, jello in the, uh, in the microwave, you know? Um... And so I was like, ooh, hot thing. And, you know, obviously <laughs> my, my parents let me carry the hot water, but, like, I had to mix something. But um, my my mom would do these summer camps. I think I've talked about them before for different things, but she would do these summer camps that she liked to call home camp where we did, like, it was like a staycation. And we, and we practiced, like, some life skills stuff. And sh- we tried to, like, do chores in a fun way. And in that, we would, like, cook a meal from start to finish. Like, we would go to the grocery store, and we'd have to, like, look for the ingredients for the recipe that we were going to cook. And then, like, together, she would kind of help that happen. And so, like, my brother always also really liked to cook. So, I think the three of us enjoyed being in the kitchen. So, like, 
I started baking when I was like a teenager more. So like when I was in high school, I made like cookies whenever I had the time. And I made, sometimes I made like some scones, um, nothing super wild, but you know, I was still more involved in the kitchen until, um, I think it was honestly my senior year of undergrad, um, I never really had a, a easy access to a kitchen mm. until yeah. then. And, and like, I finally started cooking because it was also a way to save money. And it was really, it was great. And once I started working after I graduated college, I really just was able to dig more into it as more of a hobby and something that I could explore, like, new recipes and from there, it's just kind of built on top of itself, and I really, I really enjoy baking and trying, trying out new skills, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, to me, it feels like art, and it feels like art that you can eat, and when you can combine flavors in a really like special way that you can sit and enjoy a meal as, as if you were in a restaurant. Like, I don't know. That's really special. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love hearing all that. Like, there are some things you said I didn't even really know or hadn't heard you say in a while. So I love that. I had a pretty different experience. (laughs) Uh, So so both of my grandmothers were excellent cooks. One of them is still alive. Um, Great cooks, both my grandmothers. My mom is the best mom in the entire world and literally gave me the world growing up. But she's not a cook. Um, she doesn't really love, she doesn't really like to cook. Um, she's not bad. And like, she did make sure when I was growing up that I still ate, like, you know, she would still put effort into make, like letting me have healthy meals. It wasn't like she just threw SpaghettiOs at me every day. It was like, you know, like she still made healthy meals, but she was never super into it. I don't think I ever have seen my mother bake, like, ever. Um, she she used, to, my friends and I laugh now that we're older because when we were little, she used to say, I'm going to make you homemade cookies. And she would do, like, the slice and bake. And, <laughs> and, and we we laugh now that she called them homemade cookies. Because we were like, well, she, those were Okay, okay, okay. I've seen actual so, <laughs> some chefs joke about this is like okay but you made them at home well so that's home. what she meant because she she meant not like a <laughs> chips ahoy like bagged cookie she meant like fresh out of the oven but um yeah so i don't really honestly i don't really remember being in the kitchen much as a kid growing up like i was taught basic skills but i mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the way you learn cooking is similar to the way you learn like a language of like just being around it and doing it and and yeah. like not necessarily like this is cooking class like this is what you do it's a lot of kids learn just from like watching their parents or like being around them and i just like mm-hmm. wasn't doing that i did take a cooking class as a kid and i'm glad you said that because it kind of reminded me like from oh, what that's your story cute. i did like a little like summer camp for cooking and i learned some stuff but it was like a big group of kids and being visually impaired right. too it's hard to like see when there's a lot of kids i feel like it i always learned better one-on-one when it was things like that Um, going to college was hard because you're in a dorm and then you're, you you know, I was in a house with a lot of roommates. I would mainly use like my meal card to eat food. Yeah. And then I went straight to New York (laughs) and my New York Uh, kitchen was tiny. I mean, you had to literally turn sideways and like scoot to get into the kitchen. Um, And for some, okay, but for someone who doesn't already like really want to cook, 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's not motivating at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't motivating at all to be in there. Um, and I re- remember my grandmother, my dad's mom, Mama, who is still alive, who's a great cook. My sister and I in college went over to her house for like a cooking weekend and Cute. she shared all of her recipes with us. She wrote all, I still have this. She wrote oh. all of her recipes out on cards and we decorated the boxes that we put them in. Um, That's but adorable. I must, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I'm so glad to have that now that I like to cook, but I must say my sister cooked with her all weekend while I like napped and like went on my phone and like, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I love it. They always joke that I slept through the cooking school. Like I slept through the whole thing. <laughs> and I think it's because like Cass said earlier, I was timid. I was fearful. Um, I'm afraid of fire. I'm afraid of burning things. I'm afraid of like, maybe I won't cook the meat fully and I'll get food poison. You know, I'm a, like, mm-hmm. I felt overwhelmed. I felt majorly overwhelmed. Um, I think during COVID and just being home a lot and now having my own place with a bigger kitchen, finally, like uh, two years ago, I guess, um, was when I was like, okay, I want to cook. And I'm not an yeah. incredible cook, I but I definitely have come a lot further than I ever have. And I think there's something so special about like a fresh, warm, and not microwave warm, like an actual no, like yeah. warm meal that you made. There's It tastes so much better knowing that you put your effort into making yes. it. And I like baking a lot now too. And I, I really love, I love gift giving as my love language and I love sharing my baking with people like and I know you do too so and I think I have cast to thank for some of this um I think like the pandemic and TikTok definitely helped too but like you becoming friends with you and like seeing your love of cooking and baking like made me want to do it more too so like I definitely definitely appreciate that that's so sweet oh my god yeah I I feel honored I I never really thought about it like I never really said like Cass was my inspiration but you know thinking back I think you had to have played a big influence in that like sure you know I think okay because you guys what she's saying is that I'm annoying (laughs) and so I know (laughs) I know I know she's not I know she's not but like what what I mean is like I when I make something that I'm really excited about or when there's a recipe that I like am really looking forward to trying out like I'll tell her about it because like we're best friends and like we yeah. tell each other all kinds of like <clears throat> random crap that's like happening in our lives right and like for me I'm just like girl I'm gonna make this thing and then I'll send her a picture of it and I'm just like I'm just excited and I want to oh, share yeah. with my friend but I don't know maybe that maybe Hey, maybe that helped. No, I think I think you. it did. I think it did. And also like knowing that you're also a low vision person and yeah. you know, I've always known that people with low vision can cook. It's not that I thought I couldn't. I just think there are a few extra barriers there and we can kind of get into that. Um, I would, and I and I yeah. really would love to talk about some of that stuff because there are some things that I feel like you know, I I like to cook. I cook often, but obviously like I'm you know, I'm a pretty decent, I'm a pretty decent home cook, I'll say, but like, I'm not, I'm not a professional. And so there are a lot of things that I'm still learning that were, were intimidating when I first started and have made plenty of mistakes and food that's come out very subpar. And I feel (laughs) like you kind of have to have that as part of the process. And I think that that comes with even any art, really. Like you have to like, you have to, I don't know. I think there's no better 
teacher than your own past experience. Mm. And just, like, the times that you didn't do it correctly, like, they stick with Mm -hmm. you and not necessarily always in a negative way, but in a way of, like, okay, that went wrong. What can I do next time so that that doesn't happen? Um, That's, That's how I feel about being a plant mom. Yeah. It's like it was a lot of trial and error at first to keep them alive and now yeah. like I feel like with things like that yeah you have to fail to learn like I know it's so cheesy you have no, to fail totally to learn do. what what you're doing like you just have to try it and you might mess up um but yeah like what about that though of like do you have uh, things that are harder for you and like how do you get around them because I feel like people listening they might want to know Maybe some of you aren't comfortable cooking for certain reasons. And maybe, I mean, yeah, we're not experts, but maybe some of what we say can be of of help. I don't know. So I'm thinking of a few things that either I've learned more about recently or, like, were intimidating at first. And I've, like, found ways around it. So um, one thing I would... Okay, let's talk about knives because I know, like, immediately (laughs) that's pretty scary for people with low vision. Like, it's kind of intimidating to be using a really sharp object and you could possibly hurt yourself. So, um, one thing that I had done previously, and I sometimes still use it, but I've, like, with experience and with better explanations of how to do things I've like tried to continue to improve my own skills but um I definitely recommend if you're really uncomfortable with a knife um first make sure it's really sharp and and for those that aren't really familiar with cooking that might seem counterintuitive but a sharp knife is a safe knife because if you have to put too much pressure to like cut something like you have more risk of like really like hurting yourself than if it really easily glides through something. So definitely do that. And like, I also would highly recommend a chopper. Um, that's mm, going to yeah. be, it's kind of hard to wash. I think that's my gripe with it now that I'm a little bit more comfortable with using knives, but like seriously, you will be so grateful that you can dice something really quickly when you don't know how. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I absolutely I think like I don't think my knife I still think my knife skills are pretty bad probably Mine I don't think I ever really either. I I've always not only can I not see I just like I have bad like coordination in general like I like I don't know I'm just not good at like um fine motor skills like I'm not great at like cutting like in a straight line like I don't know I'm just not yeah. like great and so <laughs> I think like my knife skills are terrible but I I I just have to go a little slower and be a little more cautious, mm-hmm. which is, like, kind of annoying. I see videos of chefs cutting, like, oh, so girl. fast. I and I'm like, I-, I cannot. I have to get really close to it. So I feel like watching yes. me cut would be kind of a funny sight because I feel like I get my head, like, right girl, on Girl, I've had night. people who are home when I cook and they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really thought about it until right now how silly I must look with the knife. <laughs> but right up I, I feel like, yeah, I so I, I really don't cut my finger very often, but I feel like that is because I go slow and I'm cautious, which is kind of annoying. It takes time. I don't love chopping things. Like it's it's probably one of my least favorite parts 
of the cooking process, but it's definitely an important part of the process for a lot of things you have to make. So, um, not, you know, you don't have to use knives with necessarily every meal you're going to cook, but it is going to come, um, in handy to yeah and i agree with you about the sharp knife 1000 definitely have your knives knife sharp and i think like I, there's a few other things i can think about for for safe cutting um if you're not super comfortable with cooking get yourself a pair of or a set of really cheapo knives honestly if they're sharp they're going to be fine um yeah you know if you cook a lot then then maybe invest in something really professional but otherwise like i i went pretty far with cheap knives for a while um another thing that has helped me tremendous tremendously for not just cutting with a knife but also using graters and microplanes and the scary death blade machine the mandolin um get a cut resistant glove you can get Mm, them on amazon and they have saved me a lot i have shanked my finger on a strawberry before because i wasn't Mm. wearing a cut glove and like really 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 helpful and it it i don't know it just gives you peace of mind um yeah when you're like a little bit nervous about it um and then I think the last thing that has helped me, especially recently, I finally learned how to correctly dice an onion. And you know why? It was TikTok. So definitely go Uh and watch some videos, just like YouTube or TikTok, how to cut an onion, how to dice an onion, how to slice a pepper. And you can find, Mm -hmm. like, more efficient ways of doing it. I can cut an onion so much faster now because I learned how. Yeah. Yeah, and this this is not just for low vision people. My sister had a horrible like she almost had to get stitches from a um, cheese grater incident earlier this Ooh. year. So like it literally happens to to everyone. But I think as low vision people, it just adds a little extra barrier. But it's not impossible. We just have to. And hey, we might even be more safe and careful because we know that we right. need to be. Um, but no TikTok and YouTube honestly such a gift with cooking and recipes and like life hacks and skills and yeah i mean truly like it's taught me a lot of things like that too so absolutely um so i think another if we're are you are we good to move on from cutting because i think another thing i i think there are two different um avenues i'm thinking of and i i'll i'll go down one and then i think you can do you know the other one i think that i'm thinking of but I think another thing with low vision that's hard is like all of the numbers and knobs and things Uh, going on. And Cass and I do have some vision. Um, I know that if you're totally blind, it is a different story with that. However, you can always do like braille labels. It is possible. Um, Mm. But I think like every oven, every stove is different. A lot of times, like even with, you know, with my stove and oven, the knobs are like against the wall where I have to kind of lean over the stove to like see now i've learned my stove i know it i know which way to turn the knob for high or whatever but you know if you if you get a new place or if you're at a friend's house or whatever Mm -hmm. like yeah it's hard to see and even i have a low vision friend who was even having trouble with the air fryer because of just all the buttons and like uh he he has less vision than i do but still like you know Mm -hmm. learning how to use different things 
can be harder for us. Not impossible. There are, I mean, have you found ways to work around this or do you just, I just kind of memorize it. I don't put labels yeah. on it, but I know some people do. Like, what do you do? I I kind of memorize. I So actually, I'm, I'm grateful that when I bought my house, the numbers on my stove are actually pretty big and they're mm. in the front. And I'm oh, mine really are not. Glad. Mine are in the my back. Pa- whenever I visit my parents and I use their stove, they're in the back too. And oh. like it scares me because you gotta like lean over your cooking food to turn down the heat. It's like a little, but like the knobs are on my stove are placed kind of confusingly. I will say like the way that they're mapped to the burners is weird. So. At least I think I can, like, lean down and look at the numbers since they are in front. But something I've done is honestly, like, I'll just take a picture of the knobs yes. in the back whenever I've had to use those. Um, I've heard of some pretty cool hacks with low vision people. So, like, if you've got some range knobs that are, like, flatter and they're harder, it's harder to tell where, the, like, the where the, I don't know, where the dial is and where, like, the little indicator is. Um, You can use puffy paint. That's an option, and that makes it tactile. So... Yeah. um, And then with, like... That also made me think of, like, measuring cups and spoons and utensils and Mm. reading other tiny numbers in your kitchen. So um, I've talked about this before, but... um, for baking, it's best, it, like, and more accurate, so, like, things come out the way they're designed, to measure your baking ingredients by weight and not by volume, which it would be, like, grams or ounces versus, mm-hmm. like, cups. Um, and actually, that's been really helpful and I ended up buying this scale so you can buy if you're low vision you can buy a scale that has just like a really decent backlit display with big numbers I there are a lot of those out there and they're not super difficult to find I ended up just getting one that has a voice because Mm, I I heard Molly Burke talking about it and I don't know if it's the most accurate scale but you know what? It speaks to me, and I like it, and I yeah. think it's super helpful. It was a little bit more expensive because it talks than, like, a regular scale, but um, if if you do want to be, like, very aware of what your scale reads, I would definitely recommend the talking scale. Um, another thing you mentioned earlier for cooking meat is you can get one pretty cheap on Amazon that has a decent display. Get an instant read thermometer. Yeah, yeah. And and a digital one, because the analog ones are nearly impossible yes. for me to read. <laughs> yes. But, like, get a yeah. digital read thermometer, and then, like, you can literally just Google the, the internal temperatures for things. Like, uh, like girl, I, I remember one of my big cooking fails when I was an undergrad. I wanted to try and fry chicken, and I did not do a oh, good job. No. I didn't know much about frying and I thought it wasn't going to be too hard and that's one thing that I'm still learning how to do better is frying things but like I did not have a thermometer and I did not know uh the chicken was not done oh no (laughs) so we tried to finish it my roommate and I tried to finish it in the oven it was kind of a disaster oh no (laughs) yeah no I think all the all of that is very good advice I think not all 
measuring spoons are created equal to when it comes to like the n- numbers, the size of the numbers. And there probably are like low vision ones, like specifically made for yeah. people with low vision. But I think I usually just when I buy them, I try to buy um, the ones with the bigger numbers because some of them have, have really small numbers. Yeah, actually, so I forgot to talk about that. I mentioned it, but didn't like finish that thought. But like, I like ones that are colored or at least like yes. have a little like silicone co- colored strip. And I kind of just associate the color with the with the size. Right, right. That's true, too. That's true, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I think is really scary for a lot of people, not even just low vision people, but also like people that are a little less experience with cooking anyway is um hot things there are a lot of hot things in the kitchen (laughs) not just you girl Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but like you know stoves and ovens and things um so i think for for stoves um try to be aware of like your pots and pans and the way they heat up uh, for example, like cast iron, like the whole thing is going to heat up. So it's helpful if you have like a silicone grip on the end so you don't burn your mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the oven, definitely get some like solid oven mitts. I just have cute ones. But if I think for I once burnt my hand on the top of the oven when I was younger, uh, when I was still like living with my parents and it kind of freaked me out from then on. Yeah. I wasn't super sure because depth perception is really hard. It's hard to tell where you are in relation to the oven. Yeah. Um. So sometimes I'll put on oven mitts to put a thing in the oven because I'm a mm. little scared that the hot rack is going to burn me. Um, yeah. There are some oven mitts that have fingers in them too. So they're not mitts, they're oven gloves. Um, and that is also really good so that you feel like you've got more control than the mm. mitten. Um, and then there's like silicone oven mitts that are also like they're grippier, they're more heat resistant. So you're definitely not going to get burnt through those. So there are a lot of ways around that. Um, and then also for a stove, you can try an induction burner. So you can buy like a plug in induction burner and those are kind of magic like you press boil and it like almost instantly boils and if you touch an induction you don't get burned yep that's true i've seen those i think i think cooking it can be dangerous for anybody it's not it's you know if you do it responsibly and you know what you're doing you should be fine but it's not like the most safe thing you could do like there are there are risks involved and i definitely have burned my fingers a few times and stuff i remember the new york state commission for the blind gave me like a oven mitt that like went all the way up my arm and it's kind of like <laughs> what and they gave me a few other cooking supplies too that were pretty cool they gave me like a it was kind of like a spatula but it clamped down so you could grab the food easier i don't know they gave me a oh, bunch neat. of cool stuff um but a lot of the stuff you mentioned i've definitely heard about too and i haven't tried all of them like i just use regular oven mitts for the most part but i do think if you're concerned in any way there are ways to get around that and i think the induction burner i have a friend um, it's it's our friend Ashley um, oh, who, yeah. who uses that and I saw have seen her use it and like yeah you you quite literally like can't really get burned with it so if that makes yeah. you feel better boiling things um, there are ways around it there are ways around certain fears that we might have of for sure of e- either burning ourselves or burning the food or whatever you know <laughs> yeah 
Absolutely. Um, is there anything, I'm trying to think of anything else that I feel like might be intimidating in the kitchen, but, but I feel like there's, I don't know, cooking can be as much as you make it too. So like there's all kinds of wild and wacky gadgets and, you know, I think even as someone who likes to cook a lot, it can feel overwhelming. It's like, oh, should I be using this gadget instead? And yeah, like, you know, there are some things that I think you can get by pretty well with just your your basics, like get get a good whisk, get a decent pot, mm-hmm. um, get a, a you know couple decent pans, get some like some nonstick cookware, some like regular aluminum cookware. Um, you know, you can have like one of each realistically. Yeah. Since I got into cooking only recently, I really don't have a whole lot of fun gadgets and stuff and I make it work. I have like a casserole dish. I have a pot, a few pots. I have a pan. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't even have fancy knives or anything like that. I recently got a nice like mixer for Christmas, a KitchenAid mixer to bake. Um, But even that was like, you know, I really don't have a whole lot of fancy stuff. And even all the low vision things we have... um, kind of recommended on this episode. Yeah, they're good, but you don't even need all of that, really, if you know what mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, it's it's helpful for sure, but it's not it's not like you have to go right now and buy like 10 different things to be right. able to cook. Um, but no, I think we covered most of the bases with like the scariness of cooking. Sure. Um, do, I mean, do you, I would love, I know this might feel a little off topic, but I don't think it is. If you wanted to talk a little bit about your cookbook club that you're in. Because oh, girl. Girl, I, my cookbook club. I want, I, you mentioned it briefly in the last episode, but I think like to wrap up this episode, it would be fun to talk about some, some of our fun th- cooking endeavors or things we're looking forward to. And I feel like that yeah. like totally fits in with like what you're doing right now. Yeah, and I would definitely also love for you to talk about, like, for people that um, maybe want to get into cooking, like, like some, I don't know, some practical ways from your experience that they can make it more approachable. Okay, so cookbook club. Um, I, this is a, this is a new venture. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the New Year's episode. If not, definitely go hear it. We talk more about our personal lives. Not that personal, but you know what I mean. Um, but something that I started doing, I think it was only in November, but it feel it may as well have been uh, forever. But um, <laughs> I love I love my local library. And, like, if you're in a new city, I definitely recommend checking out this like that city's local library because they're going to have really nice community events. Um, It's going to be really easy to find other people and connect with. So one thing that I found at my local library is that once a month um, they have this cookbook club and every month there is a theme of a couple cookbooks of a certain topic about, you know, a cuisine or a type of food. And then we get those books from the library or in my case from Bookshare and um and then we like make a recipe from that book at least one and we come and we talk about it and generally people bring food and so it's so much fun honestly it's pretty much me and like 12 old ladies and I am obsessed with it I want 
every day to be cookbook club. And so I look forward to it with like great anticipation. I'm already working on January's cookbook club. Um, in November, the theme was soup and people brought really delicious soups. Um, December, we had a Christmas cookie swap and we each made three dozen cookies to bring and swap. And it was just so much cookie. It was wild. And, um, this month in January, the theme is beans. So I've made a ton of hummus. (laughs) Yes. No, no, I literally, I know you can't see me listeners. I was like beaming, smiling the whole time you were describing your cookbook club. I just think it's so cute. Like I love it like fits our personality so well that I'm in, I'm in a book club and you're in a cookbook club. Well, I think my favorite part about it is that we all like the the bulk of the time is eating and talking about our experience cooking. Oh, that's so fun. I love boring people with those details, but these people want to hear them. They <laughs> want to hear it and you want to hear theirs yes. and like that that is so it's so fun to have like kind of a niche hobby and to find someone who knows as much about that as you and to be able to like talk about it and like and to be able to like share food with each other. How so cool fun. is that? I that yeah, so... I'm so excited to keep participating. It's something that like I definitely want to prioritize in my life. Yes, so if I'm you ever should. I really it what's it's once a month, right? Yeah, so right. I'm gonna hold you to right. going I don't think I need to hold you to it because you'll probably <laughs> want to, but I'm gonna make you go every month because I love hearing about it. I love hearing what the theme is gonna be next. And I, I remember the day you like told me you had first gone and like I just loved that that existed I got so excited about it and I love that you just found that and started going like how cool right I mean hey I got like I usually discard my junk mail but if it's something local I try (laughs) to read it and yeah and that was you know I'm it was a really happy um blessing that has like yeah. been part of my life so i'm i'm, I'm i that, love cookbook club i already know so i can't go in cool. april because i'm gonna be out of town and i'm already sad about it <laughs> yes i was like we are grandmas because i was in a knitting club last year <laughs> wait wait hold on was you're not in it anymore no it kind of fell it fell Aww. to the side so you know it's fine but um okay no that was so fun and like I love grandma I love grandma activities and cookbook club sounds kind of like oh it absolutely is I think one of the and we love it one of the best things so far is that in December uh for the cookie swap it seems like it's tradition this cookbook club has been going on for like 10 years I I love it it's amazing um it seems like it's tradition that if people have old cookbooks that they want to just like either donate to the library or donate to the club um people just bring them and i got this really like vintage copy of this like pillsbury bake-off cookbook from the 1970s and this this woman in the club i picked it up and i was really excited i love a vintage book and she's like i bought that book when it came out and i was like oh oh my gosh and she she like turned to a recipe and she's like i make this one all the time it's delicious it was like a coffee cake and i was like bet i'm gonna make that And I love, yeah, and I love that you get to share recipes with each other of, like, and, like, you eat it, and you're like, this tastes good, what's the recipe, and they have it right there to share with you, like. It's so, yeah, it's so much fun. Okay, I want to, I want to ask you, I know, like, we're we're nearing the end of our ep, but. Yes. In your experience, how can someone get into cooking, or at least learn to like it more? 
So I think something that helped me immensely is we already kind of mentioned it. Honestly, TikTok. Yeah. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real with you right now. If you don't see, I refuse to have TikTok on my phone because I will waste a lot of time. (laughs) I have in the past. So I have it on my iPad. But even if you don't want to have TikTok, you know, you you, if you just want to download it just for the recipes or just for the cooking, I recommend it. Also, YouTube Shorts. um, If you would rather just be on YouTube or like Insta, um, Instagram Reels. Uh, They they all have a different. I'm like YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels. They all have a different name. (laughs) All of those things. I have found recipes on all three of Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and um, you can you could follow an Instagrammer. Like this is what I do. I find a person who a lot of their recipes look good to me, and I follow that specific person. Um, And then I have a recipe book where I handwrite. The recipes That's that I so like cute. in there because I, I will lose, you know, you're going to lose a video. You're going to like lose a reel or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, and I think like starting small, like you said, like starting with easier things. What were some of the um, first recipes you made? Um, I really, I, I at the beginning started, and I still do this because I enjoy this, but I made a lot of different recipes with like ground turkey. Nice. Um, because That's it's kind great. of like. A little healthier but I would do I would do fun things like I did like egg roll in a bowl and like cheeseburger stuff like um yeah. I made like a cheeseburger soup um that and sounds delicious. stuff like that <laughs> with the meat yeah and I still make those sometimes in my like rotation but that's you know it was just really easy to like brown the beef on the or not beef what am I saying yes yeah the turkey wow. the meat whatever yeah, the turkey yeah whatever um to like brown it on on the stove you know it wasn't too hard Mm -hmm. of course you have to make sure you cook it all the way it's not pink whatever Mm -hmm. um but but yeah that was a a good way to start and um of course like you know pastas are easy but like trying to go a little further with a pasta maybe Mm -hmm. make the sauce um you know like instead of just boiling like a pre-made pasta try to like you know do something where you're you're you feel like you're doing more um, and so a lot of the things I make are still fairly easy. I still make that kind of stuff, but I do try to branch out. And But I think those are good ways to start where yeah. it's like, it's not too overwhelming. No, I, and I think that's awesome. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Girl, I still, I mean, I still make recipes like I like to cook a lot, but like sometimes I straight up just like don't have the time to give. Oh, yeah. And oh, I still make freezer meals sometimes. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. No, Definitely yeah. I and, do. And, like, making a bigger meal and freezing part of it so then later you can enjoy that meal again. Um, yeah. Seriously, yeah. like, super helpful. And I keep some, like, ready-made stuff, like, freezer food yeah. in my freezer four times that I just really don't feel like cooking. And I don't cook every day also. like Yeah, yeah. Since I live alone and I personally, I don't. And I think you and I have about the same appetite. We don't eat that much quantity of food. And so I find that this was a mistake I made often. If you are maybe one or two people who don't eat as much, I I have almost all of the recipes that I make. I, I divide them in half. And I find that it still stretches a decent amount for me personally. Um, if I make a whole recipe, it is so much food. And if I'm not going to share yeah. it, like... I had so much food that would go bad when I first started cooking, especially, like, my senior year in college. So, um, you know, like, 
you learn that way, but like when you have sat down to eat the same pasta for six days, yeah, yeah, you want to lose your mind. <laughs> well, I, but I think that is one of the plus sides of living alone is a lot of leftovers can be good. Yeah, I mean, some if it's that much, no, that's not good. If you yeah. have way too much, oh yeah. But I love a leftover because I, I usually cook. I usually cook every other night and have the leftovers the next night. Yeah, um, I cook like twice in a so, week. I think. Yeah, yeah, two or three times a week, maybe. Um, And I kind of, like, either do the leftovers the other night or a freezer meal, or sometimes you go out to eat, depending, you know, or or order in or whatever. And sometimes you can make a a pretty good meal or lunch or whatever without even cooking at all if you kind of make, you know, um, one of the things I sometimes do is, like, put, like, a lot of stuff in a bowl, like cucumber, tomato, Mm, feta. Like a salad. And you don't have to cook. Yeah, like, you don't have to cook that. You just, like, eat it, you know? Yeah. I'm not even a big salad person, but there are, there are certain salads that I like or certain things that you could just put a bunch of crap in a bowl. Yeah. You don't have to really even, like, use heat to oh, cook yeah. it. We love that. We love, love that. like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I, but I think it is fun, and I, I encourage all of you to maybe step out your comfort zone yeah. a little this year with the cooking. And maybe yeah. start by trying it's, to master something that, like, and build on something yeah. that might be really easy, like... Start trying to learn to master, like, making a really, like, a really fancy or just, like, a really solid grilled cheese. It can be that simple. Right, right. Absolutely. And I think, like, going into the new year is always a fun time to do that. Because I think at the holidays, things get really crazy. But in the new year is when you kind of start thinking of, what am I going to cook? And Having those recipes in rotation Mm -hmm. is always, and finding a few more is always good because then you won't be stressed at the beginning of the week or stressed every night about like, what am I going to eat for dinner? Yeah, totally. I think another, one of the standbys I have is like periodically I make burritos. Um, So like I I make like refried beans on the stove and honestly like just take beans in a can and like some salsa and some water and kind of boil them a little and then you mush them together and then you've got refried beans obviously add some spices to it make it fun but like yeah. uh-huh roll that up in a tortilla and you've got a bunch of little frozen you can throw those in the freezer and you can have frozen yeah. burritos like there you go that's great <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it doesn't have to be like super overwhelming you don't have to right. be like gordon ramsay you, know? right. you, can, you can just make like Little things. For sure. Uh, especially if you're just cooking for yourself. Totally. I have no one to like, I have no one to impress. I'm just doing it for me. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, totally. But. Uh, well, yeah. I hope you guys get out there. And if you're not much yes. of a cook, maybe give it a shot. And if you are, yes. keep going and, and keep learning things. And I don't know, share things with us too. If, you yes, ha- if you're a low vision person who like has a cool cooking hack, um, totally let us know. Yes, please do. And we are back. We are back from our break. So we will be on our regularly scheduled programming of every other Tuesday. So be on the lookout. Sorry that we were gone if you got confused. We did announce it at the very end of our last episode, but maybe not everybody got to the very end. So that's why we um, are letting you know that. Yes. But but yeah, we love you guys. We love you guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.